everyone, and welcome back to HPAC On The Air, the monthly podcast of HPAC Engineering Magazine, a publication of Endeavor Business Media. Our returning, returning guest this month is Jim Sika, Director of PMG Technical Resources for the International Code Council, or ICC. Now, with more than 20 years of industry experience in manufacturing and construction, including times, time as an HVAC design engineer, Jim holds a mechanical engineering degree from Georgia Tech. Now, as, uh, as deadlines rapidly approach, he updates us on the major code changes uh, for A2L refrigerants that are literally now around the corner. So, Jim, thanks so much for returning to HBAC on the air. And thank you, Rob. It's great to sure. be back here today to provide listeners with the update on the EPA phase down and uh, uh, the transition from the HFC to A2L refrigerants. Now, we, we last spoke with you in the middle of, uh, of last summer in 2022 about the mm -hmm. upcoming deadlines for the EPA uh, phase down of HVAC, HFC refrigerants over the, the next 15 years. Now, the first major target dates were the end of this year. So uh, as, as you hinted there, can you please give us an update on, on what movement and progress you've seen uh, in the market uh, on this, this issue? Sure can. So, so when we first spoke, uh, that was June of last year, uh, mm -hmm. our, our focus was on the details of uh, and the history uh, behind the HFC phase down, uh, particularly how it applies to residential and like commercial air conditioners and heat pumps. And then, you know, I went into how it impacted building codes and in particular there, the international building, fire and the mechanical codes. So going back to the earlier podcast, you may recall that with regards to the phase down, the EPA's phase down schedule, the HFC production and consumption uh, were limited to 90% of their historic baseline levels beginning January of 2023. As expected, those limitations have already impacted the availability and the cost of the HF refrigerants in the marketplace. So beginning in January 2024, the total quantity of the allowed HFC production and consumption will drop another 30%, taking them to the 60% level of the historic baseline. So this will be followed again in uh, 2029 with another 30% baseline reduction. And as you know, the, the EPA phase down schedule is fixed. So these reduction levels will not be changing and we can't expect that further market disruptions will occur uh, this coming year and in the years that follow. So with regards to the impacts to the phase down on the building codes, as you may also recall, you know, at the time of our last podcast, ICC had just completed the final stages of the 2024 code development process. So that allowed me back in June to review all of the approved changes that are forthcoming in the 2024 IBC, IFC, and IMC that are related to the A2O refrigerants and also gave us the opportunity to discuss the industry efforts that are needed to prepare for the next stages the EPA phase down. So since our last meeting, the 2024 IBC and IMC have been published and released for distribution. And the 2024 IFC is in its final publication stages as we speak and is scheduled to be released later next month in, in November. Uh, the 2024 I-code changes are aligned with the EPA requirements and support the appliance manufacturers that are already transitioning their equipment to A2L refrigerants. So as we discussed, the timing of the EPA regulations and the availability of the 2024 codes posed a bit of a dilemma for the industry. You know, primarily how could contractors and local building officials plan for the changes 
if the codes weren't even published or adopted yet. So over the last year, the Code Council has been working in collaboration with the Air Conditioning, Heating and Refrigeration Institute, or AHRI, and some other industry partners to prepare the construction industry for these changes and to help them navigate the changes. So the Code Council has developed what we're calling a hot topics page on our website that covers the upcoming code changes related to A2L refrigerants and provides other important resources on the topic. So this web page provides access to, to documents that contain the code language necessary to amend the IMC, IFC, and IBC with A2L provisions that are found in the 2024 I codes. So to simplify matters for regulators, uh, documents have been provided for each version of the code going as far back as 2012. So whether the local jurisdiction currently adopts the 2012, the 2015, 18, or 21 versions of the codes, they'll have access to all of the relevant code provisions they'll need to address the use of the A2L refrigerants. So AHRI has also developed web resources to help with this refrigerant transition. And they've, they've created a safe refrigerant transition website that includes many resources, fact sheets, presentations, and webinars that provide information about the industry transition to the A2L refrigerants. So where the ICC Hot Topics page is geared more towards the legislators, building officials, uh, architects, and engineers, the AHRI website is geared more towards the HVAC and our industry in general. Uh, but both sites, however, are uh, valuable resources for anyone researching the A2L refrigerant topic. So looking back, I think that pretty much covers everything that has taken place since we last talked. And uh, now are both of those is the Hot Topics page and the AHRI page, are both of those already posted at this point? They, they are, yes. Uh, our site has been up, uh, gosh, four to six months. It, it went up oh, a while okay. Yeah, so there's been some talk about it out in the industry and people have been going to it, but, you know, we're uh, looking at other ways to, to, again, get the word out on this. Right, right. And actually, when we post this, uh, um, I'll definitely have the links um, on our on our web page uh, to those other web pages that, that you just referenced. And as, actually, as, as you just mentioned now, with the deadline pretty much upon us, uh, tell us a bit about those other efforts, I guess, that ICC and the other groups are undertaking in these last few months uh, to get the word out, as you say. Uh, okay. I, I know you have a couple different, uh, um, maybe a pet podcast or webinar. I know you had some some stuff coming up before Thanksgiving and after, I think, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So as part of our collaboration with AHRI, we've been working with, uh, with them and with other industry partners that include ACA, PHCC, and Hardy. Uh, to raise awareness about the industry resources that are available on this topic. We're working on, right now, we're working on creating a short video series that addresses building officials and HVAC and our contractor concerns and provides answers to questions about the transition to A2Ls. So in the coming months, we'll be using these videos to get the word out through social media campaigns. So some of the topics that we're going to be covering in these videos are things like how to prepare for the refrigerant transition. A lot of that's already out there, but the changes that were made to the codes and standards uh, will be covering restrictions on refrigerant use, some of the basic uh, basics of handling A2L refrigerants, 
we'll get more into the 2024 and 2025 deadlines for the, the mm -hmm. phase down. And we'll also get into the availability of the training resources and where to find them. So we'll be shooting these videos next week. It's you know, a matter of timing and stuff. I'll be heading up to DC and we'll be shooting those videos. And you can look to begin seeing our social media campaigns begin in the coming weeks or, or sometime next month. So the way this is going to work is, you know, the Code Council and each of our partners will begin sending out social media posts, be it on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, any other and any other social media platforms. And by each of the organizations focusing and targeting their individual networks, you know, we all as individuals have our networks. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you add up all the you know, members of ICC, that creates a pretty big network. But when you add in all the other partners, you know, going out to their already established networks, you know, they, you, know you get a much broader audience. So we're all going to have the same messaging and use these videos to you know, again, get that message out to our individual networks. And, mm -hmm. you know, doing that again, it, it's going to expand uh, our our outreach even further. So this gets us kind of how to how the listeners can get involved. So if you're not currently following the Code Council or, or one of our partners on social media, mm -hmm. I would encourage you to do that today and go out and do that. So if you're following us on social on social media, you'll begin seeing our post on this subject in the coming weeks. So we'll be posting, you'll have the videos to look at and get some information and then uh, the directions to the websites and stuff like that to get further information. So we'll be doing that periodically in the coming months uh, and even the coming years if necessary, depending on how much information is needed as we go through next year. So once the listeners begin receiving our posts, they can then comment and repost on their social media networks, again, expanding that outreach of the campaigns even further. Well, so, we'll yeah. certainly do our, our part too, I guess, as we'll, and with this, we'll, we'll also post links to your site, but in our, in our own uh, HPAC social media, we'll, we'll share and share like uh, um, from on, on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and, and whatnot. Um, okay. Now, actually, I guess well, one thing that just occurred to me is, is what I guess what is the firmest deadline that's approaching the soonest that uh, of all the things that uh, uh, I guess what should people have on the front burner in uh, in in this transition coming? Is there a uh, nothing's going to happen like January first, right? But I mean, is 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 or is something happening January first? Yeah. yeah, actually, January first is when the the thirty percent additional. Uh, limitation on the HFC refrigerants uh, takes place. So January 1, 2024, you're going to see a further restriction of the amount of HFC refrigerants in the, in the marketplace. You know, okay. we had, again, it was, it, we had 10% hit us January of this year and, and that already impacted pricing and availability. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be restricted another 30% from there. So, I mean, in addition to that 10, so uh, we, okay, well, we I guess, see, yeah, it's, it's going to have some impacts. Right, right. And uh, I guess just, and you, you, you hinted at other revisions, I guess, that had happened since we last spoke. And mm -hmm. um, just wondering where you, where you think, I don't know, where, how do you, anything is going to go? I guess, where do you think we're going to be a year from now uh, um, in this whole transition? Uh, do, do you expect things to go rather smoothly? Or I guess we're hoping now to, to try to get the word out as quickly as we can. Is there an, an aware, is there an adequate level of awareness, would you say, out, out in the market right now? Uh, well, 
let me just take a step back first and just, okay. you know, look, looking at the HFC phase down and the related code changes for A2Ls, there really hasn't been any revisions or changes in the deadlines that we haven't already discussed. Uh, however, EPA just published a new final rule uh, on HFC technology transition. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a program for the HVC in our industry that, again, is going to have an impact in the marketplace and is tied to the whole HFC phase down. So this new rule does multiple things. So the first is it, it, it prohibits the manufacture and import of some self-contained package HVAC products. These would include, you know, window units and portable air conditioning air conditioners. These are units that right out of the factory, they're like plug in and, and they're ready to operate. So what they're restricting is the manufacture of any of these products that use a refrigerant with a higher global warming potential. Uh, and, and it begins on January 1st of 2025. And it prohibits the sale, distribution and export of these types of products three years after that date. So these are, again, these little packaged units, window units and stuff like that. They won't be able to make those after January 1st of, of next year. Uh, I'm sorry, of 25, not next year, 25, but about a year away. Okay. So the new rule also prohibits the installation of new residential and light commercial air conditioning systems and heat pumps that use higher GWB, uh, global warming potential HFCs beginning January 1st of 2025. So there's two differences there. One's manufacture and one's installation. So with the systems, and again, these are these include air conditioning, heat pump split systems and mini split systems, things that are assembled and charged in the field. So that's probably what most of our listeners are going to be interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and essentially what the rule is doing is setting the global warming potential limit for the HFC refrigerants that are used in equipment for any new HVA system to a global warming potential value of 700. You know, that's the maximum GWP value that you'll be able to see for the refrigerants used after January 1, 2025. This is important because you know, the global warming potential values for many of the HFCs covered by the phase down have GWPs that are greater than 700. So those basically for new equipment or new, not new equipment, but new installs of split systems and, and heat pumps won't be able to use refrigerants with GWPs above 700. So even though the phase down goes for 15 years on new systems, mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna to be limited <laughs> even further <laughs> to a very small number of usable refrigerants. So, um, so is the phase down, I mean, is it trying to take into account, I guess, existing equipment before it, it, it has to be replaced or was that? Well, what he, what EPA is doing is it, they are allowing the manufacture of the equipment mm -hmm. and, and installation, but it is purely for repairing existing systems. So if an existing system utilizes a refrigerant with, you know, most of them are uh, the HFC have uh, GWPs and around, you know, 1,500, 2,000, uh, you know, so for a new system, they can't be used. But if someone had a condensing unit that went out, the manufacturers can still produce these as replacement units for repair only. So the system already has to be in, existing in, uh, be in existence and running. 
and then they'll be able to, to use that new equipment. So it doesn't, you know, they're not making manufacturers stop manufacturing, but they're stopping installers and service contractors, uh, well, not, you know, from installing them in certain cases. So, you know, they have like a, uh, well, again, this just came out, the, the final rule came out like three days ago, it was posted on the uh, the federal website. So it's, it's very new and uh, can be very impactful. So, so where do I see this? Uh, where do I see us a year from now? Yeah. I see this HFC equipment transition program forcing a much faster transition to equipment that uses A2L refrigerants. And I also see this having a significant impact on the service contractors or the service sector. So for those listeners that are in the HVA service industry, you, know, you may now have to carry parts and components for use in both HFC systems and A2L systems much mm -hmm. earlier than you may have otherwise been planning for. Uh, so outside of these impacts, I think, you know, we're just going to have to kind of take a wait and see uh, mm -hmm. because, this, again, this new rule just went into effect. And, you know, I know there may be some way, you know, attempts to stop it, but you know, from past experience, uh, it just doesn't seem like something that uh, there's going to be much impact from, you know, if there's lawsuits or anything. I, I, just, right. I, I don't see I don't see it stopping. It's very tough to start these things once they're in motion. And, you know, this one was kind of driven by the manufacturers. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I think EPA is really set and proceeding on with it. Okay. Well, that is certainly good to know, and uh, um, a heck of a lot going on at, at once, as, as as you said. Um, it is. Now, beyond, it, just, it just keeps morphing yeah. into more and more. <laughs> you know. And actually, I, I had just seen you a month or so ago at the uh, Society for Professional Engineers out in um, in Bellevue, Washington, yeah, uh, at the, the Tech Symposium. Now, I guess so. And, and there, you spoke on 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 the international plumbing code and, and, and updates on that. Are there any other than these pressing issues with refrigerants? I guess what 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 should our readers be most aware of at the moment, uh, readers and listeners? I guess so. What what's coming after this particular rush? Would you say? You know, for for me, you know, looking back over the past several years, and again, this is you know taking a look at the codes and what's coming down in the codes world because all the changes in the plumbing and and the mechanical codes and stuff like that they're in place now, but. You know, looking back over the past several years, I think we could all say that COVID, the COVID pandemic has had an incredible impact on our lives. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've learned working for the Code Council is how much the design and layout of a building can impact the health and safety of the occupants. So over the past three years, I've been privileged to serve as a staff liaison to the Code Council's pandemic task force. And this group has been researching the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic on the built environment. The groups developed uh, uh, some guidelines, some recommended practices and other publications related to pandemics. And it's currently in the process of recommending changes to the I-codes that are necessary to overcome the numerous challenges we face during the pandemics or during pandemics. So these recommended changes impact several areas of the codes, including building occupant loads, uh, ventilation and filtration systems, water distribution systems for the plumbing code and, and system control schemes and, and other areas of the code. So the task force is set to submit its recommendations for code changes in the 2024 code development process, which just opened up this past week. 
Uh, and this is for the 2027 editions of the codes, developing those editions. So much like the code changes that were developed for the handling of A2L refrigerants, I really foresee similar support activities and awareness campaigns needed for the changes that are coming in 2027 and beyond that. So as I, you know, right now they're just in the inception phase. It's nothing, you know, they all have to be approved or, or modified, et cetera. So once they're finalized, I can, I certainly look forward to meeting up with you again, Rob, and informing oh, your sure. listeners of what's happening in the, in the code world. So I do see this kind of, for me, being a, a big focus over the coming years. Now, is that a, a when you say 20, 2027 code, um, mm -hmm. that, that's what's anticipating for, is, is this a three-year process or is that going to be? Uh, it, it is. Yeah, our code development is, is a three-year process, but the mechanical code, the building code, fire code and stuff like that, they're in the first year cycle. And then, you know, really by the end of next next year, by the end of 2024, We'll, we'll have a good idea of what the new changes are. And, uh, you know, the, the second year of the three-year cycle covers other codes and mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. that, existing building codes and things of that nature. So, you know, the whole process that takes three years, but we'll know uh, pretty much within a year what impacts it's going to have for the mechanical contractors and, and the HVAC industry. Okay. Well, well, we'll pencil you in for a year from now then. And, uh, Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Jim, I, I, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. And, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, um, and, and again, we, we hope to have you back uh, in a year on that subject and, and maybe sooner on, on all the refrigerant stuff, if, if need be. Um, no, it's my pleasure. I, I look forward to coming back and, and speaking with you further. Right. So th um, thanks again for updating us on all these important efforts, uh, especially as the clock ticks louder and louder here. Uh, so good luck with getting the word out. Um, and hopefully this podcast will help a bit and we'll try to do other, other things online as well and sharing on social media. Um, so thank you out there for everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit like and subscribe uh, and do share it with friends and colleagues. And for more, visit our podcast library on hpac.com. So take care, everyone, and uh, happy holidays ahead. <laughs>